everybody. I survived. I'm a trip to Ireland. On the last mini episode, you, Jake, said that maybe I would die on the plane ride on the way it's back. It's always a possibility. I did not die on the plane ride, but I did spill an entire cup of white wine on my lap as soon as the plane took off. Excellent. Yeah, so I just smelled like shit for the entire fucking <laughs> flight. But the good news was nobody said anything about it. They all just like kind of pretended it didn't happen so that I could also pretend it didn't happen. Oh. But yeah, Ireland was fucking awesome. That place is so cool. I just bought an Irish flute so I can learn some jigs. What? I played flute like for one year in middle school. Okay. And like it was just, I've never... I don't know. I, I Recently, I guess, I haven't had any desire to play any musical instruments. I've just decided it's not for me. Mm-hmm. However, they were all having so much fucking fun. Because like I said, I was traveling with an Irish band, the Shamrogues, and like uh-huh. everybody had a little skill. Like they could either sing or they could dance or whatever. They could play little instruments. And I was like, well, shit, I want to do that. So I figure uh, Irish flute's not that expensive to get like a cheap one. I don't know. It's like 60 bucks. I would like to try and learn some songs, and if if I can, then I can bring it with me and just like participate for a couple. What's uh? Was it just a tube with some holes in it? Basically, so like a regular flute is so like, not actual keys. Yeah, regular flute is like the metal one that has the yeah, keys yeah. on it. Yeah, you can get Irish flutes with keys, but um, it still goes out to the side, like a right. like a uh, what the fuck are flutes made out of? A metal, metal. Flute. <laughs> yeah, probably brass. I think some type yeah, of brass. It still goes out to the side, but um, it's it doesn't have all the keys. It's just little holes. Yeah, but yeah, the trip was f- really cool. There's the way that we were traveling. It was just fucking crazy, and they they do folk music like no one I've ever seen before in Ireland. Like they were having what they call sessions. At different pubs. And so basically they say there's a session at this time. Anybody who wants to come, fucking feel free. So all the musicians show up and then they they just call out songs. They're like, okay, well, which one are we going to sing? Irish Rover? All right, let's go. And then they all start and they all play together. But they've never played together before, necessarily. But they all know the song. They all know the song. Okay. And so everybody performs it. Now, we were with a, a band, so they all know what songs they can play. And then, like, random Irish people would join in. Like, one night we had a guy with... It wasn't um, it wasn't a bagpipe, but it was similar. There were a couple guys with accordions. Hmm. Um, just, you know, random people showing up, playing fiddle, playing guitar, like, playing banjo or singing or Irish step dancing. And they just hop in, like, whenever they know the song. But everybody knows these songs. They play the... Si- the amount of times I heard Irish Rover, I heard it like four <laughs> times in one day once. I'm like, damn, they never get tired of this shit. Also, in the airport, you know how I always see musicians at airports? Yeah. It seems. So we're sitting down, we're drinking some airport beers, getting ready to head up to the gate. We've had like three at this point and a uh, round of shots. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fuck it. We Well, everyone had euros and we were like, well, we got to burn through these euros. Buy us a round you of shots. Trade them in to get. Fuck that! You have to pay. <laughs> you have to pay money to trade them in. There's like an exchange rate, and then you have to give give the airport people a fee on top of that. So it's like we might as well just drink about it, and then we'll, no. we'll run out of euros. And so there's some other guy. We're in like the bar area that's kind of fenced off from the rest of the airport. There's some guy standing on the other side of the barricade who's holding a guitar, and I was like, "We're the musicians here, bitch. We're gonna have to fight that guy." 
and I look, I was looking at him. My friend Katie's listening to their conversation and they're like, do we have time? This, that, and the other. Like, no, we got to get to the gate. And she was like, that guy's really fucking tall. And I was like, that guy looks like Hozier. And she grabbed my leg. She was like, Alex, holy shit. And it, it was fucking Hozier, who is a, an Irish musician. He is headlining the Austin City Limits Music Festival this year. He's from Ireland. We were at the Dublin airport. And I was like, no fucking way. Really? And so we, he starts walking away because he heard us. He was standing right next to us. And so he starts walking away because he knows we're about to go fangirl on him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Hozier! Hozier! And then he gets on the escalator up and he turns around and he gives us a wave. I was like, that motherfucker is Hozier. <laughs> he just wanted to get to a safe distance away from us. So we went upstairs and we tried to, you know, find him a couple minutes later. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Last time I saw a musician in the airport, they told me I should have taken a picture with him. That was Corey Taylor and Alicia Taylor. Mm-hmm. So I was like, fuck it. Let's go. He wants us to take a picture with him. <laughs> <laughs> so Obviously. We tried to find him, but he was like the first one on the airplane um, that he was getting on. So I'm sure he yeah. paid extra to do that, too. <laughs> yeah. He was like being escorted. The whole reason why our group was paying attention to him was not only because of his like old... It was like an old leather guitar case, but also because it was like airport security that was escorting him. So they were like, what is going on here? And I was like, Mm. he looks like Hozier. And I would have totally let it go if Katie had not also backed me up on it. She was like, Alex, holy fuck. And it was him. You probably know his song, Take Me to Church. It's it's not really a church song. It's like an anti-church song, but he's got a fucking incredible voice. Anyways, today we are covering... Oh, shit. You, you uh, yeah, today bit. you are listening to Death by Music podcast. Of course, I am Jake, and uh, here with Alex. Cassie's out today. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are we doing? A mini episode? Yes, we're doing a mini episode. This is one that was suggested by Paul Anthony in our Facebook group. He said that we should cover that time that the Brass Against singer peed on a dude from the crowd. So I got a two part thing here, and it is from when she peed on this man. Right. And then, you know, that's not really, that's pretty much the story. Like, there's a little bit of detail to it, but not a lot. That, yeah, so not, then, not much there for uh, descriptive purposes, really. Yeah, it's not it going to fill is. out a mini Is episode. there a video that I may watch? Yeah, it's right here. Well, you know, go ahead and watch it. Yeah, nobody, I mean, it's just fucking huh. Daytona shit. Nobody cares. So right. this is from consequence.net. And it is, it says it's just by their staff. And this happened on my birthday, November 12th, 2021. What a lovely birthday gift. Uh, so much for social distancing during Brass Against's performance at the Welcome to Rockville Festival last night, November 11th. Lead singer Sophia Eurista urinated on a fan's face all while the band covered Rage Against the Machine's Wake Up. So the reason this festival was held in November that year, because this is the first it was the first year after the pandemic, people could do shit. Right. So normally this one's in April and they had postponed it to November. Um, and, you know, obviously all the crazies were out. Brass Against are known for their unique covers of songs by bands like Rage Against the Machine and Tool. In fact, they're supporting Tool's European tour in 2022. Actually, that makes a lot of sense because when. They performed recently at New Realm, and I saw them out there. They perform. They did so many Tool songs. I was like, these guys are fucking nerds. <laughs> Makes sense why they know a lot of Tool songs now. Okay, but all but of all the acts at a major rock and metal fest to pull off this stunt, they wouldn't be on the top of the list. The very not safe for work video shows Arista summon a male fan with a beer can on his head onto the stage. 
She then tells him to lay down as she pulls down her pants and pees directly into his face, all while continuing to cover the Rage Against the Machine classic. At the end, the fan gets up and spits the urine into the audience. Yeah, he kind of got up and was like, like, you know, pumping his fist and he he was into it. Yeah, Yeah, he was having a great time. In addition to the thousands of concert goers at the Welcome to Rockville Fest in Daytona Beach, Florida, the incident was also briefly witnessed by fans all over the world watching on a Twitch live stream, which was immediately cut short. It was also broadcast on the giant video screens on either side of the stage. <laughs> the whole scene brings to mind late shock punker Gigi Allen, who was known for his disturbing antics on stage, often involving urine and fecal matter. Okay. However, Brass Against seem to be regretting the incident as they are apologizing on Twitter, writing, We're truly sorry, not who we are as a band. And we're still processing. This was profoundly unexpected. But if you watch the video, <laughs> the guys in the background, like, playing the horns, they just kept going. Like, they, 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 weren't, they weren't like, what the fuck? They no. kept going and, uh, you yeah, know, well, you know, the show must go on, but I- I'm sure they didn't have any clue what to do so they're just like well we'll keep playing the song yeah yeah so here's an update to the article in a statement posted to twitter brass against wrote we had a great time last night at welcome to rockville sophia got carried away that's not something the rest of us expected and it's not something you'll see again at our shows thanks for bringing it last night daytona (laughs) so from what i heard like right after the incident she had to pee really bad before they went on stage and mm-hmm. there i guess there weren't any like i don't i'm not sure where exactly the stage they were on was located but i'm assuming there weren't any easily accessible bathrooms for artists to use so she was up there the whole time like talking about how much she had to pee and then saw this guy and was like all right you're the guy i'm <laughs> peeing on you <laughs> yeah i don't want to get anything on the stage here it would have been, it would have been weirder, I think, if she just dropped her pants and peed on the stage. The fact that she made it an audience participation moment really shows her genius. But <laughs> she yeah. was she was not at the Brass Against show that I saw recently as she just had a baby. Oh, well, that's... Uh, it didn't screw up her dating life is what I'm trying to say. No, but that'll be a, a fun video for her kid to find <laughs> yeah. down the road. <laughs> well, she'll probably and, have to uh, tell him. <laughs> <laughs> She'll probably have to tell them before they discover it. Luckily, I mean, they're not like a huge, huge band. So it's not no. like kids at school would know. Right. That would be weird. Right. And they're all, they're playing all bands from the 90s. So yeah, they're just, I mean, they're like a cover band. So it's <laughs> not really. All right. So this next article is from vh1.com. Eight artists who have used the stage as their personal toilet. Um, I guess I'll read the intro and then, Jake, you can cover the first person who they mentioned in the previous article, Gigi Allen. All right, so this is by Christopher Rosa, and it was published in 2014. Nature, if you catch our drift, has a habit of calling at the most inopportune times, and these artists knew about that firsthand. Believe it or not, more than a handful of your favorite musicians have felt the urge to relieve themselves mid-performance, but sadly, concert stages typically aren't equipped with toilets, so these folks had to soil themselves in front of an audience. Uh, Now, we're not judging these musicians. Bladders are weird and don't take shit from anyone, pun intended. They march to the beat of their own drums. And if that means pestering Fergie before she has a chance to run off stage, then so be it. Thankfully, the Black Eyed Peas frontwoman is in good company. From Hugh Jackman to Chris Brown, let's explore these eight musicians who took the phrase, leave it all on stage, a little too literally. Hmm. Number one, Gigi Allen. Gigi Allen. 
The explicit and polarizing late punk rocker did something outrageous even by his standards at an Illinois concert in 1985. He pooped on stage. It's got to be really bad for you to just shit yourself like that. Right. Um, according to Alan's friend and fellow rocker, Bloody Mess, uh, quote, I was with Alan when he brought the... Oh, all right. I was with Alan when he bought the X-Lax. Unfortunately, he ate it hours before the show, so he constantly had to hold it in or he would have shit before he got on stage. After he shit on stage, complete chaos broke out in the hall. Hundreds of confused punk rock, uh, punk rock kids were flipping out, running out the door because the smell was incredible, he says. Incredible could be maybe good. in a bad yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm thinking he he may uh, intended a, a bad connotation there. Why would you take Xlax before a show? I well, obviously he was backed up. I just did he eat the whole thing? Like how I don't even know how Xlax comes. I think it's. I in would like assume it's pill. like a pill form, yeah. But like a suppository. No, I don't think so. <laughs> but it, I'm imagining it's like my colon cleanse, like. I would never take my colon cleanse if I had somewhere to be. You take it, wait about eight hours, and then you shit yourself. So, you take it before you go to bed. Well, I think you're allowed to use the bathroom, right? What? You don't just take it and wait eight hours till you shit yourself. Yeah, what? What? What do you mean? I, you've obviously never had a colon cleanse. <laughs> it takes about eight hours to like set in, oh, I get and that. then you you start feeling like your your guts really start to hurt, mm -hmm. and then you shit yourself. So that's like, what I'm saying. You, know, you wouldn't want to take it before you have something important. What the fuck? Right. Yeah, I would take it as you're going on stage because it's going to take at least an hour to set in, but not sense. a couple hours before stage. That's just a terrible idea. So it sounds to me like you did it on purpose. All right, this next one. Uh, this is. An artist called Daylight. Now, this is an excretion that could have been last weekend, which again, this is from 2014. The battle rapper was facing a tough booing crowd during his duel with Real Deal in Phoenix. According to Complex, Daylight said, if I hear two more boos, I'm a boo-boo on stage. And he attempted to do just that. Thankfully, security stepped in and escorted Daylight off stage before he got a chance to mark his territory, shit happens, we guess. Yeah, and he was, uh, he was like tripod, like one on hand the on the mic on the floor. His pants were down, and he was ready to go. And they they pulled him up and dragged him away. Jesus! All right, you got Hugh Jackman. Is this the Hugh Jackman I'm thinking? Is this Wolverine? It is. Holy shit! Uh, before Jackman was the sexy triple threat we Ooh. know and love, he was a Broadway newbie with an uncontrollable bladder. In 2011, Jackman shared his embarrassing peeing incident on Rachel Ray's talk show. Maybe that's why I've never heard of it. Uh, quote, the first show I ever did, singing and dancing, was Beauty and the Beast. I was playing Gaston. I could see uh, that. Jackman, yeah, I think he'd, he'd be a pretty good Gaston, I think. Uh, Jackman told Ray, uh, Gaston uh, has red tights, knee-high boots, and it's very physical. I had headaches every day for two months. Huh. I went to an astropath. Oh, a psychic. Okay. I went to a psychic and he said, well, you're dehydrated. So, of course, following his advice, had I had four liters of water. You don't have to drink it all at once. I don't see why you have to go to a psychic for them to tell you that you're dehydrated. Well, at least the guy was honest with him and he wasn't like, it's your dead grandma. I, well, yeah, he's like, I know exactly what's wrong with you. <laughs> Jackman continues. I go down to the stage getting ready for my first number and I'm like, I really need to go again. The routine is the most card cardiovascular song I've ever done. Literally, 
I'm picking up Bella as I pick, and as I pick her up, I stop singing, and right at that moment, I realize the muscles you need to release in order to sing are the ones you do not want to release if you have to go. You can guess what happens next. Oh, shit. Wow. That's weird. I didn't know that. Well, you wouldn't know that until you had to do it, so... I mean, I've seen... If you're holding it that tight and you're... Yeah. You're using a lot of your, uh, diaphragm. your diaphragm and, and your lower gut there to, to push some air through well, you. I've seen videos of like power lifters and stuff when they get up like a really heavy weight. You have to keep your core tight and then they just fucking piss themselves. Oh, yeah. Well, it happens, I guess. All right. Oh, this I think one's your great. mom will like this one. My mom will love this. Marie Osmond pees herself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on the Donnie... Osmond and Marie Cruz. Yes, that's a thing. Oh, God. Don't tell my mom that. She loves cruises. Oh. Back in 2012. Cruise. Okay. I thought she changed her last name for some reason. No. <laughs> okay. It is a cruise. Uh, Marie couldn't seem to control her laughter after an audience member asked her a question. The giggles turned into something a little more liquid. I just peed my pants, Osmond told the audience. Oh, shit. She gets props for the pun. I, I, I actually subtract <laughs> props for the pun. I fucking hate puns. But, well, that's, I mean, that, that, that sucks, though. Yeah, well, I feel like it's happened to the best of us. I've probably laughed so hard that I peed. I've definitely sneezed I was about and to say, pissed myself. You, yeah. That was pretty recent. But nobody was there to like witness it. I was just in the bathroom by myself, and then I, sne- I was like on my way to the toilet. And then I fucking sneezed and I peed all over the bathroom floor and it happened to be somebody else's Christmas party. So I was I was glad that uh, I wonder if that's why the men's bathroom floor is always wet. Because they sneeze? No, it's because they can't fucking aim. Oh. It's because they're just dirty and gross. I mean, you've a lot seen of them are. flopping them around. All right. You get the next one. Uh, Patty LaBelle. Sounds familiar. Oh, Godmother of Soul. Yes, even the Godmother of Soul isn't immune to unpredictable bladders. In an interview with Access Hollywood, LaBelle said, I had to go to the ladies' room and they didn't have one. Oh. It was an outdoor gig. Uh, my friend Norma, who's been doing my hair for 40 years, uh, brought me a bucket to the side. That's a real one. Where Yeah, where the side uh, little dressing area is where you do your quick change. You know, that seems odd to me that they don't wouldn't have... Like a porta potty or something there. next to the stage. Well, who knows what year this is? Patty LaBelle is like old school, right? Um, so she continues. I used the uh, I used a bucket. Nobody knew. They thought I was going back to change clothes. I went to the side. She covered me. Everybody stood around me with their backs turned, and I had to go and kept the song going after <laughs> that. Uh, I kept singing. A true professional knows the show must always go on. I mean, that's a pretty dignified way to handle the situation yeah everybody was trying to help her too so there's like yeah just make a wall and look the other way let yeah. her let her do her thing that's hmm. cool uh this next one says robin thick possibly we're not 100 percent sure about this one but the photos of thick at a 2009 new jersey concert are pretty damning evidence and perez hilton seems to think that there it was a little more than just crotch sweat Check out the photos here. I, I don't know that I've ever seen crotch sweat so bad that you uh, 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 create a sweat stain on your pants. That's definitely piss. <laughs> yeah. He's wearing black pants, so it's like kind of hard to tell, but there's like a big, I mean, there's like a big wet spot that is the hmm. entirety of the front of his pants. Yeah. That's, that's piss. Uh, yep. <laughs> so verdict for me, it's a yes. 
Uh, on to Fur... Wait, did I just... No, you read that one. Yeah, you're Fergie. On to Fergie. Uh, no soiling list is uh, complete without Fergie. At a now notorious 2005 concert with the Black Eyed Peas, the sexy song uh, songstress couldn't you keep getting help. Getting all the sexy ones. Yeah, couldn't help but uh, answer nature's call while performing the band's hit "Let's Get It Started." If you haven't seen the pictures, check them out here. Whoa! I guess that's I crazy. That I mean, she must have really had to go. Like, no wonder they're they should just continue to stay dehydrated if it's that bad on stage but i i would be hard pressed to not go to the bathroom for an hour and a half too like oh yeah yeah she definitely let a little out there that's unfortunate yeah and this next one i don't feel bad for this motherfucker at all it's chris brown oh no yeah did Did he shit himself i hope so (laughs) uh do you think fergie had the top spot think again it's a 17 year old brown who takes the stage soiling king Uh that's disgusting Uh, during his When I Was 17 episode that aired on MTV in 2011, Brown oh, admitted that he once sharted. That's a mix of pooping and farting, for those of you uncultured swine out there. In case you were curious, it was on stage. Brown tells MTV, the crowd didn't know it, and I had like an outfit change coming up, so I said, yeah, I can hold it out one more song. And this is the real disgust. And this is real disgusting and too descriptive. It was just, I remember it running down my leg. Nice. Oh, uh, this gives a whole new meaning to Brown's early hit. Run right. it. That's disgusting. <laughs> it's a perfect episode for our show. Yeah. Um. Try to keep the the shit talk regular on this one. Yeah, it's been a while. I think since we've. I think one of our recent Patreon ones we had had a, quite a discussion there. Oh, we did. I yeah. think I cut a large portion <laughs> of we? that out. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was it was a lot. So <laughs> I was like, I don't think anyone wants to hear this. I mean, maybe I don't know. We do have some new patrons, so we got we got a handful actually. Felix, N M, and Kendra. So thank you guys for following us on Patreon. I'm sure you'll find that episode soon enough. Especially yeah. Felix. That motherfucker's been uh, binge listening. I can tell. And you'll find the shit episode soon enough. It was pretty recent, I feel. And speaking of Patreon, we'll have an episode coming up this month. Our second episode for this month is going to be songwriting credits explained. If you've ever wondered who we had, me and Jake had a discussion about this recently. I don't know if it actually like made it to the show, but when you write a song, who gets credit if you write the lyrics versus if you just write the drum part versus if you're in the band and you record the song like but you didn't have a huge part in the structure um so i found an interesting article from i believe a a lawyer who's also Hmm. a musician on the matter and he's got like this whole ass blog that has a lot of really interesting topics so if you've ever wondered how any of that stuff works i think that's going to be our second patreon episode for this month Uh, if you want to find it patreon.com slash death by podcast team it's only five dollars a month we put out two extra episodes so if you need more content fucking go up there and what else? Well, you what you found something hmm? for the main feed? Did I? Well, oh, yeah. I thing. guess I guess we should mention it. Um, <laughs> so we do have John Baptiste Lully coming up, and I'm not exactly sure when that's going to come out. We're trying to get Cassie on the recording, so we really just need her to come fucking hang out with us for once. <laughs> it's really up to her schedule. But Jake also found a really interesting story that 
you know, re- remember the days when we used to do extendos? That's what I thought when I found this thing because I was scrolling through and I was like, man, this is really long. Like, this could be an extendo. But I was like, wait a second. How long is this thing? It's like a full fucking episode. Yeah. So, so it came out. Yeah, I had to 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 do some, some copy and pasting and uh, put it into a document to see just how big this is. And it turned out to be 12 pages, which is just about one it's of about our regular episode, episode sizes. Us. So yeah. it'll be it's going to be like an hour or so episode not written by us. Yeah, so that makes it an extendo by definition, right. I believe. So I think we're going to try to, depending on when we can get Cassie in to record Jean-Baptiste Lully, we might put the extendo out before or after, but it's about some people who went missing from a music festival like 20 years ago or something, uh, right? No longer. So yeah, two teens went to a, I got the title right here, two teens, two teens hitchhiked to a concert 50 years, and 50 years later, they haven't come home. It's a Rolling Stone article that just recently came out. I think it's like kind of like mm-hmm. it, uh, happened on the anniversary that they put the yeah. article out. But it's been, yeah, 50 years. They, they went missing in the 70s. Damn. So Is we're going to learn about crazy? that. A little bit more of a crew, crew, true crime crew style crime. yeah, uh, episode there for you. So, But it's music related. Yeah. So a little bit more than the Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> well, the triangle is an instrument. So that was very music related. An instrument of death. Yes. Because you also. get stuck in it and you can't get out and die. And die. Anyways, <laughs> uh, okay. Thanks for listening. Rest in peace. Yep. Later. Wipe, wipe your butt. Death by Music podcast is written and produced by Victoria Motler, Alex Motler, Cassie Gardner, and Jake.